Hi guys, I'm Yo. Hi, I'm Jean. And I'm Jo. And welcome to the Asian Drama Cast. Today we're doing Full House, the Korean series, not the American one, obviously, uh, from 2004. Uh, this was remade again, Full House Take 2, in about 2012, but we're talking about the original. So, why don't we start? Um, we start their background first. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about the character's background then. All right, well, why don't you guys pick a character and let's let's start with them. I'll start with Rain. He plays as Lee Young-jae. Lee Young-jae, okay. And his character is, maybe it wasn't too much of a stretcher and he's playing a celebrity, but in the series his character is a film actor rather than a singer, which interestingly, Full House was kind of Rain's, I think one of his early projects, maybe his second acting project or major acting project. And then later on he did become a legitimate film star. Who's next? I'll let you talk about Song Hye Kyo. Okay, all right. Well, you pick somebody yeah. and we'll, I'll get to Song Hye Kyo later. No, Song Hye Kyo is the main <laughs> character. I'll talk about the um, Hei Wong, the fashion designer. Okay. But before we get to that, we better actually hear about the main actress. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. so this is, um, she had a leading role and she need to be fully analyzed. Okay. So the listener will have the full effect of... Well, I'm, I'm quite happy to step into the breach there. Um, yeah, so Song Hye Kyo plays Han Ji Yoon in the series. And Song Hye Kyo, yeah, I think she debuted in about 1996 or 1998. And was one of the first big Hallyu stars, Korean wave stars. She became well-known to audiences all around Asia and probably around the world for her role in... Autumn in My Heart, which was one of the first of the, the four seasons of Love or whatever, I can't remember what they call it, uh, series. And Full House was, I think, probably the role that she's best known for as uh, a, a comedic actress or an actress that doesn't um, play a character who has leukemia or falls in love with her brother, which she does tend to do quite a bit. She's typecast in a role where she's got leukemia and she falls in love with somebody who's supposed to be her brother. She's fallen a little bit into disfavour in Korea recently because she had a, a tax evasion scandal, but she's recognised as one of uh, the top Korean actresses and certainly one of the top beauties in Korea. That's my opinion. No, she's actually quite quite beautiful. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. No no disagreement there. No, no, no. I, 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 I think we can all agree on that. Anyway, who's next? Um, I was thinking of doing just a character from the Full House series as opposed to the uh, the, the following character, a girl who play Hei Wong. She's a um, secondary actress, but there's a not, she does not have um, such a fame as Song Hui Kyo. Yeah, that's true. I've seen her in a couple of other series. Yeah, she usually meant play the secondary Yeah, she's role. a secondary lead. Sometimes she's a villain, in fact. Yeah, and then as we can, we will discuss later. She's you know, she can be a villain, classified as a villain in this series, but a good-hearted villain, I suppose, is a more realistic to the human nature. Yeah, she's she's an antagonist, but not unsympathetic. I don't think. Although there were places in this series where I really hated her. Yeah, and we will discuss that a bit later in the podcast. Okay.
introduced, I think, three of the main characters, or at least their actors. Um, the the fourth lead is his character's name is Min Hyuk, and um, you've got. I believe his his name is Kim Sung Joo. Kim Sung Joo. Okay. Apologies to the actor. He is a very um, good actor. I, I think he's good in the role, and I've, I've seen him only in one other series. I think it was um, a two thousand and five series called Lawyers, and he might have had some smaller roles since then, but he hasn't come onto our radar. What's your opinion of him when you first? I really like him. I think he's. <laughs> he is, I think um, he's really good looking. Um, in what way? He's very. Yeah, he's very tall. He has a very uh, attractive face. Looks smart. Yeah, and but... always serious. Looks serious. But there's something missing. Like I agree with all that. I mean, you know, the package looked pretty good, but there's just something that just, you know, put you know, a bit of distance. Yeah, to me, and I think I've said this to you guys in conversation before. He seems to me more like a cardboard cutout of a person. He doesn't seem like a real, genuine person. Like, he has only the most superficial connections. You only see him basically in relation to his job. Um, and you see him at home a couple of times where he doesn't act like a normal person. Like, even times where you think he's going to show some emotion and cry or, you know, he just looks serious and then he'll crack a smile. Serious and then a little smile, you know? Do you think he's the type of character who can't display his emotion, or that uh, you know the, his emotion to Han Ji Young is a bit puzzling, shattering in his life? Because if someone's actually just involved with work, I, I think I see this as a fault of the writing. Like they have fleshed out the other characters pretty well, but Minnie Hook is the one character I think they really fell um, dropped the ball on. Because he he doesn't seem to have an inner life. Like he for some you, you can tell why he likes um, Song Ye Kyo's character. Why do you think he likes her? Because they had a meet cute. They met in the hotel in China. Um, he kind of she got under his 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 armor because remember leaving aside the writing for now he, as a character, Min Hyuk is a wealthy, handsome guy, and he says, you know, all the women throw themselves after him, and he's probably uh, encountered his fair share of people who are just after him for his money, or, um, so he, he, he has his guard up. But when he meets uh, Han Ji-yun, she's just, she makes a fool of herself, and he helps her out. And then I think that was, he wasn't expecting to meet her or to meet anybody. So he didn't have his guard up. He wasn't being um, his usual frosty self. And so I think that's what got under his arm. And that's why he likes her, at least in, in the story. But the whole relationship between the two of them is basically just him helping her out. And um, she is almost ambivalent to him for much of the series. And yet he's, we're supposed to buy that he's in love with her and he proposes to her. And he's just like a, a cardboard cutout second male lead. 
in my view. He doesn't have... You don't, they don't sketch his inner life. You don't see what he really likes to do except work. Um, he's got this really nice house, but he doesn't seem to really live there. He doesn't express any emotions except for um, seriousness and mild amusement. And I don't think he's a very good, uh, well-fleshed-out well character for that reason. Well, what do you guys think? Well, I think the, you know, it could be, you know, Han Ji-yung is actually a, a character that's well-played because both the main actor, Lee Yong-jae and Min-yuk, both have their guard up. You know, it's very, both are very guard up people. So, you know, what we're going to see is a transformation, how Han Ji-yun going to, you know, not deliberately, but just unconsciously breaking guard at guard, which we can talk about that more. Mm, yeah, okay, well, why don't we talk about it now? Sure. As a celebrity, for him to be guarded, it's come as a natural ability because there are so many fans out there. He doesn't know who to trust, except his manager, perhaps. And how or how do you think Han Ji Yun kind of slowly and breaking down his guard and then you know allowing her to <clears throat> walk into his life and heart? The one thing we have to I think address with Han Ji Yun's character, I mean, we've talked about how Min Hyuk is maybe not that well fleshed out, but Han Ji Yun, she's a character you can only probably find in a drama like this. Um she is basically the typical candy character in a Korean drama. She is innocent, naive, sweet, good-hearted. You mean you you see this this scene where she's on the train and she is running late, but she helps this grandma carry a, a heavy bag up the stairs in the subway. She's that sort of character, you know, good-hearted, um, pure. And they do a lot of things to kind of establish her purity. I think even in the series, like, you notice Haewon, we, we call her bra girl because she's always wearing a bra or her bra straps, well, one would hope so, but her, her bra straps are sort of always showing and they're kind of frilly or she, she'll have her bra sort of integrated into her outfit. So it's basically just showing as, a, I don't know, a fashion statement That's or something. That's what fashion, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she's sort of meant to have a more risque look. But Han Ji-yoon, even though she dresses trendily, she always dresses modestly. And she isn't somebody who gets out and about. She's just, she stays at home. She's, I think at the start of the series, she's 23 and, and, Ray, and uh, Leon J is 24. But when we meet her, she's living in her huge house. She writes internet fan fiction, which I think is a little bit of it was ahead of its time uh, and it kind of reminds me of um, in Answer Me 1997 where uh, Inji's character uh, is a fan fiction writer and she sort of um, trades that up into entering university to study writing but anyway getting back to Full House um, she is kind of naive she gets tricked by her friends easily she's not um, a worldly wise character she never really changes from that so she is an archetype of a, a sweet, innocent girl and she, that's what I think gets under the skin of Lee Young-jae, that um, she's supposed to be, and if you look back, this Full House was based on 
a, a manhwa series um, by Suyun Won. And uh, the series is actually set in England. It's quite different from the way that the, uh, the television series adaptation actually turned out. But in the, the manhwa, the character that is Han Jiyun on the screen was kind of like a frumpy, plain Jane sort of character. Obviously, they miscast Song Hye Kyo in that role, but um, her, her appeal is not her looks in the series, or that's what that's what we're meant to assume in the universe, that she's just a plain sort of girl, especially as compared to Hei Won. And she's not glamorous. And that's why you have this, when they have the initial press conference when she first gets together with Rain and they announce their, their marriage or their intention to marry, they have the usual K-drama makeover scene where they buy her a, a nice outfit and, you know, put makeup on and Leon J acts all surprised that she cleaned up pretty well. So It's like a Cinderella remake. Yeah, that's right. And that's the sort of character we're meant to assume that she is. That's why she doesn't immediately appeal to Lee Young Jae, and it's more that they're put together in this situation where her inner character, her sweetness, her gentle nature, her good-heartedness wins through and wins him. But don't you think she's actually attracted to Lee Young Jae at the first well, at, at their first encounter? Well, but, yeah. For her to put up with so much in the, towards the, you know, during the process of the contract marriage? Well, I don't know. Firstly, she puts up with a lot of crap, I think, because she's that good-natured character. But also because she has no alternative. She's really in a bad situation. She um, She's lost her house. She's at the mercy of this guy who bought her house. And the only way to get it back and get back to her normal life is to you know, be his housemaid and then later his pretend wife. For her to do those ads, I think there is some sort of attraction at the start. For oh, yeah. Her. I, I mean, I, when you say there's no means, they mean there's always a means, but... I, I don't deny that they're supposed to be... She's supposed to be attracted to him. I mean, he's a movie star and he's supposed to be a heartthrob kind of movie star. And so, she, I mean, he went to, when they first meet on the plane... She's obviously starstruck by having this guy sitting next to her, but because she's, you know, a down-to-earth sort of person, she still tries to interact with him and, you know, she takes his food when he's not eating it and, you know, does all sorts of crazy uh, hijinks on the plane. That's kind of forward, do you think? Like, for someone, like, if you actually know someone, perhaps you can say, hey, if you don't want that, can I have it? But sitting next to someone who you never met, and obviously someone don't obviously do not want to talk to you, want to keep the distance. Yeah, I thought that move was actually kind of very forward, just reaching over and say. But she did ask him if he's going to eat that. <laughs> but yeah, I think the the in universe explanation of that is supposed to be that she doesn't have parents because she's an orphan. Again, another candy um, archetype, and so she hasn't really learned good manners. Um, I think that's the expectation they're supposed to get from that. And I think her personality is like a real person. She's not pretentious. If she like feels angry, she really gets angry and then, you know. And I think that's probably the key. That's why um, 
Leon J likes her because remember Leon J grew up in a wealthy family. His dad is a doctor who basically owns a hospital. Um, he lives in a in a mansion, and so his his letter. He, all his friends are, are also wealthy, so he's led a kind of a, a upper class life up to that day. Then he became an actor, and he's also presumably surrounded by phony people. So the genuineness, the earnestness. The sincerity of Han Jun is probably extremely appealing to him when he sits down and thinks about it. But I think Lee Yong Jae is a highly, well, would you actually think he's a very self-confident person, despite his glorious um, background? You know, he's well, you know, come from upper upper class. You say, you know, um, he got a medical degree, but decided not to. Go ahead with that and decide to become an actor. Would you actually? Well, I picked there's some sort of, you know, lack of self confidence because you know he's always guessing, always sus suspecting, you know, everyone's motive, and then therefore you know Han Ji Yong have to suffer quite a lot to convince him otherwise that she's not that the same type of people that think he's. Out in his um, circle of friends. The the thing with Leon J is he has no emotional maturity. He doesn't know how to uh, express his emotions properly. Oh, he can like a kid. Yeah, very that's well. What I, mean. I say <laughs> he expresses emotion exactly like a like kid. Like a kid, but no emotional maturity. That's the thing. Like, he, he doesn't even know how to express to Haywon at the start that he likes her. And when he's dealing with, in, in a sort of a close relationship with somebody, he can't say what he wants. When he, he, he gets nervous when it feels like he has to commit to something, to a particular emotion. And he, he, he's even estranged from his family because he, he can't get on with them. He, he can't... Uh, reconcile himself with his family. But for an actor, you think he will be, you know, able to express his emotion quite fluidly. But what, I mean, you know, he's, you know, from the series, he's portrayed as a quite very successful heartthrob, you know, in lead in many movies. Like, coming to embrace his emotion got to be one of the prerequisites for his role. But why do you think no, that? No, see, I don't think so. Because when, if you're an actor, he's pretending to have emotions. He is putting on a facade, so he doesn't have to be himself. He doesn't have to let his actual emotion show through and expose something inside. Oh, I agree. But then for an actor to play the emotion really realistically, he got to feel those emotions. Like, he always had to have some sort of experience beforehand to, um, to act out a similar emotion during the show. It's kind of like saying, if you never feel sadness, even though you might shed a tear on the show, it may not come across as genuine. Well, we don't really know how good an actor he is in the world that he's of the show. Presumably he's successful, though. Um, Maybe because he's hot pot. Yeah, possibly. And <laughs> can we just address this for a sec? He is a little bit narcissistic, don't you think? Because he, he, in his bedroom, he has a light-up, uh, full-length poster of himself um, with his shirt flying open and just staring, you know, moodily out at the, the the person looking at it in his bedroom. 
that's his that's the centerpiece of his room <laughs> and I, I just find that hilarious I, I don't I don't know it's it goes beyond having a framed photo of yourself you have a, a light box with you you know shirtless in your bedroom does, does no one else find that weird <laughs> you're talking to girls I think it's oh like, right okay so you all no, like I it. think it's typical for an actor to you know to be sure okay so you guys just want to buy that light box Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, Han Ji-yoon and Lee Young-jae's personality are really, really opposite. Like, Lee Young-jae is kind of an immature person and because maybe he's spoiled with rich family and really famous actor. And Han Ji-yoon is like, because her parents passed away when she was young. So maybe that made her, you know, become a mature person. And and also, he's really neat. Or well, he likes things neat, but she's not. Yeah, true. Do you think their relationship is like a mother and child relationship at the start? She's you know mothering him. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Um. But why, why would you say that? Well, you know, when they actually go into the arranged marriage scene, it's like Lee Yong Jae is looking for a maid, a mother, a cook, a cleaner, all in one. Uh, you know, want someone to look after him while, you know, he just come home and, you know, put his feet up and enjoy a clean house. You know, and he's, you know, because as you, you know, say earlier, like he's estranged from his family. So I think he actually still likes that sort of attention, like the motherly attention, like, you know, look after him, making sure he's, you know, well looked after. Yeah, and then right. Han Jin Yong yeah. happened to fit into a role that's happy and willingly to to submit to all his outrageous requests. Well, not really happy because she really has to do it because that's really like kind of des in a situation, desperate situation that she has to do it so that she can take back the house and she pay off her debts because of her friends. Yeah, well, I kind of see what you're saying now because he um, he was always spoiled by his mother and his grandma. Mm -hmm. Like he, he, he says in at some point that he can wrap his grandma around his finger and it was really only um, his dad who was very strict with him. So, yeah, maybe he's... He's trying to Let's replace that. Let's talk about uh, their family background first. So yeah, okay. Well, Haewon and Minhyuk are easy because um, their families aren't even in the show and they're always overseas somewhere. So even while Haewon was growing up, she basically was a latchkey kid. Um, her, fa her parents were always overseas traveling or on business or something. So um, she grew up alone and was looked after essentially by... Um, Lee Yong Jae and to a lesser extent perhaps uh, by Min Hyuk. Min Hyuk's parents are also, are also overseas. I think those three are you know childhood friends you know they grew up together they have similar background and you know family influences yeah so um, it makes sense when those three are quite close together it could be you know could be seen as brother and sisters. Yeah that's right and Lee Yong Jae and, and Hei Won at least they've known each other for 15 years since they were 9 years old mm. and and probably a similar length of time for Min Hyuk as well. What about Han Ji-yoon? 
Well, Hunchy, and as I said, she was an orphan. And so we're, I think we're uh, sort of expected to believe that probably around the time that she was 13 or 14, maybe, her parents passed away and she inherited Full House and she's lived there by herself, basically. And the only other family she has are Dongwook and Hee Jin, who are her best friends from school and... Loosely define the term friend. Yeah. They're the worst friends you could ever have. They, they've, they, they, they sell her house when she... They, 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 they trick her into going overseas. They sell her house from under her, forge her signature, um, steal all the money in her bank accounts, sell all her furniture, um, open up credit cards in her name and use the money. They're horrible friends. And listen, we're not talking about the legality of how they succeed, you know, how they succeed in this, you know, tactic. We're just, you know, focusing on <laughs> the character analysis. That's we were not going to the, you know, the the, the realistic legal possibility of selling yeah. <laughs> selling a house while someone's on overseas. And the thing is, it, this is not the first time they've done this. Because she, Hanjian says, "Are you sure you're not going to try and?" Um, get me to sell the house or something because they've, they've tried to get her to sell the house to get money for them before and they're they're shameless like those characters Heejin and Dong Wook they are just they have no sense of shame they come in march right into her house and you know start talking about stuff and act as if you know they've done nothing wrong and these are her best friends by the way these are the people she relies on the most the people she's closest to she basically has no other friends. Would this actually give you an indication she's not a really good judge of character? Uh, yeah, I think that's probably a fair point to make. Um, the fact that she still keeps these guys around. But she has, I, because she has no other family, these are her family. So she cuts them so many breaks. Uh, when, when she catches them out and finds out what they've done, even though she's had a horrible experience, she's had to... Um, borrow money from Lee Young Jae to even get back from China because she didn't have a return air, um, airfare. She finds out they've sold her house. And yeah, um, yeah, before that, um, Dong Wook and Hee Jin like, trick her that she won a trip, free trip to China. And then, and then yeah, when she went to China, yeah, they, they sold her house and everything, her furniture and everything. That's why she met Lee Jae in it on the plane. Yeah, that's right. But that wasn't that wasn't a happy ending from the beginning. That was um, basically she met this guy who always treated her like crap, and then she had to end up entering like a fake marriage with this guy, all because of those stupid friends who cheated her and stole her, her house. Yeah, I agree. That's not not a, not the most wonderful encounter. Yeah. So, but, but she doesn't, even after all of that, she doesn't want to hand them into the police because she takes pity on um, Heejin because she's pregnant and Dong Wook, she, she sees um, the conditions in the, the police station that she goes to report him to and she decides not to. Maybe they're really kind of selfish friend because they're also because Heejin got pregnant and her parents like threw her away because... Uh, she went to Dongwook at early age, so maybe that's the only way, the you know, to trick um, Han Ji Yun to get 
to get some money to for their future. Yeah, but the thing is, um, Dong Wook actually he works for he worked for a bank at the start, but he didn't borrow like take a loan from the bank. He borrowed from from loan sharks. So he's an idiot. He all throughout he's just a, a moron and and a trickster, a shyster. So you think um Angie Yong could not dis distance herself from her friends is because she actually treat view them as a family. Yeah, basically. They're, they're her family. And but it, they don't get better over time. Like after selling her house is just the start. Um they they when once she, they find out that she is close to Leon Jay who's a rich actor. They try and exploit their connection to Han Ji Yun and her connection to Leon Jay to get more money. Like they try and get him to invest in all their stupid businesses and even if that means like once uh, Han Ji Yun has run away from Leon Jay and come to their house for refuge, they sort of force her or trick her into going back to Leon Jay so that they can still try and tap him for money. But would you say those are the most realistic characters in this society, like <laughs> taking advantage of someone's compassion. The, well, and the, then... They're meant to be the comic relief, those characters, really. But, yeah, they're pretty crappy friends. Yes, because of these crappy friends, you know, she can't tie the... She can't... Um, Han Jin Yong could not cut the tie, you know, completely from Lee Yong Jae. That's right, yeah. And they, they always find some sort of weird self-justification. They, they, they have no shame. That's kind of the reason I like them, because they're just so... Well, on the other hand, we have to thank them, because because of them, they met Han Ji Yun and Leon Jae. That's true. Right. But is it a happy time and experience for her, or is it more causing her more pain? Pain, at the same time, happy. She does say, you know, when I'm with you, I'm in a lot of pain. To um, Leon J. Yeah, that's right. End. She says at the end of the series, um, Leon J actually proposes to her for real, and um, she says, "Well, I've been married to you for once, and it wasn't that nice." And he says, "I only have memories of cleaning and fighting. We're not compatible, and we don't know much about each other." That's a very fair summary of their relationship. Yeah, that's right. And waiting. If you add waiting. Oh, waiting. That oh, that's more like torturing. The hot, the hot and the cold, like is it's a drama, so we can actually look, you know, watch it with you know a bit of humor. Dispassion, yeah. Yeah, but even in real life, it's. Yeah, that would be like that would be an abusive relationship, right? If it was in real life. I would actually, yeah, we can actually let's an, uh, analyze the relationship, which is the main plot of this drama series. Okay, well. Firstly, the relationship is just meant to be a fake one. He's using her as a beard, like a shield. The reason he marries her is because um, he's... For convenience? Well, there's a lot of media scrutiny on him. He's had scandals before. And so he really likes Haywon at the start. And he wants to protect her from um, the, the judgment and uh, of the... Of the the public and, you know, the gossip in the media. I think he actually still likes Haywon throughout the whole series, even towards the end too. Yeah, but he kind of, she sort of wises up that he actually likes Han ji so she lets go of his hand, as she says. That's later on in the series. But 
So the, the, the reason that he marries Han Jiyun and, and pretends that she's the, the object of his affections is to divert attention away from Hei Wan so that she'll be protected from media scrutiny. So he's just using Han Jiyun for two reasons. Firstly, to um, put an end to his previous scandals by getting married and to use her as a shield to protect Hei Wan. Yeah, and that's his, um, that's his way of demonstrating his love to Hei Wan. Yeah, and, and there's also an element of um, he's irritated with Hei Wan for uh, not paying attention to him or um, for liking Minnie Hyuk. Because Hei Wan likes Minnie Hyuk so for much really of the series. So really, it's like basically it's typical love quad, quadrangle of yeah, Korean to, dramas. That's the way the Korean dramas work. In this one, he is just doing it as for convenience, like you said. So... And, of course, there's the other aspect of it that um, Han Ji-yong wants to get her house back and he promises to give her that as alimony. And he uh, also needs a maid, like you said. A cleaner and a cook? A rice cooker and a vacuum cleaner. Uh, that, yeah, that's exactly how he described the her. The multiplayer. Oh, uh, the multiplayer soup. Yeah. <laughs> and someone who can put up his mood. Yeah. Oh, his mood. So... Yeah, that's the, the, the relationship grows out of that and as they spend more time together, they sort of tend to have uh, grow an empathy for each other or get a compassion uh, growing between them. Like, uh, Leon Jay starts to like the, the genuine um, sweet nature of Han Jiyun and Han Jiyun kind of starts to feel sorry for him and to to like the occasional glimpses that she gets of of caring or compassion or, or gentleness underneath the facade of um, Leon Jay's character. This is the about the sixth time that I've watched this series, and when I was watching it this time How around, how do you know this series, by the way, guys? How oh, did you find it? Well, I I found it because. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I just heard about it. Like, the first Korean drama I watched was a series called All In, which starred uh, Lee Byung-hun and Song Hye-kyo. That was the first one I saw, um, and we'll probably get to that at some stage later in this, uh, another episode. Um, but then I looked for other dramas with Song Hye-kyo, and... That's how I found Full House. And it was very popular. Like, it was a big series. Like, it was very well received. And it's been remade all over the place. Like, the Philippines not only um, did a dubbed... Dubbed in Tagalog. Yeah, but they also made a remake of the series. And it's been remade in in Thailand uh, and probably other places as well that I don't know about, but... It, it's, it was a huge hit all over Asia. So, yeah, that's how I found about it. Um, how about you guys? Yeah, um, when I was in Philippines, we really loved watching um, Korean dramas. And one of the TV network published or released this series in the uh, dub in Tagalog version. So, that's really quite popular back then. And, yeah. How about you, Jin? Mm, I thought... Um... I got referral. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of my friends really liked this drama, and 
<laughs> you, uh, you just uh, watched it for this podcast. And out of interest, I say, oh, because you know Korean drama, you know, there's you know there's the always the standard plot. You know, a poor girl meet you know meet a rich guy, they fall in love. Another person will come into the play. They have some tears. They kiss. They make up. They break up again, and they. They actually get together again. So it's always a, there's always the Cinderella element, mm. which which can you know it's you know which is quite predominantly in Asia mm. in Korean love drama, mm. and sometimes when you have too much of Cinderella type drama, you get a bit sick of it, and then you were thinking what makes this any different. But after I watched the whole entire series, I actually found actually I don't mind it. I mean, at the first few episodes, I repelled like that. Oh my god! It's none of those, you know, rosy moments. You know, pretty girl meets handsome boy. They get together and then they fight obstacle against a family or something. And later, you actually, you know, throughout the series, you're going to, you know, you actually see glimpses or clip, you know, snippets of, you know, the loving tender moments and the comical, you know, relief. And you actually think this is not a this is not a bad entertainment. It's you know you can it's actually bearable to watch until later on when you know I just can't stand the relationship any further. But we will discuss about that. It's just it's a love and hate relationship, and mm-hmm. and then you just thinking how can anyone stand this kind of you know abusive character? Well, it's not abusive, but it's just like they go about it their own way. And then expect the others to compromise and you know adapt and change. And later on, yet you can see they actually grow together and they adjust in very minute ways. Um, that's only when you're very observant, you actually get to see that. But overall, it's you know it's a pretty good drama to watch, and then you know it's a good introduction to the Korean, you know, Korean drama. Yeah, well, it, this was this set the tone for a lot of dramas coming later on. I think because even just a small example, Haywon being a fashion designer, there was a trend, at least the, the, as far as I noticed, that in a lot of Korean dramas for a few years up until very recently, um, they always had a character who was a fashion designer. That was like the default. But that's a good job. thing. It's like you know promoting Korean fashion, which you know they yeah. want to promote their label. And you know, a lot of fashion design. I took a lot of Korean fashion designer is a very enviable occupation. It's something you can, you know, control the society in a way with your clothes. And as we can see, you know, Korea it's actually moving towards one of you know highly fashionable dress, you know, yeah. country. But I, although I think that the series Fashion King probably killed that trend because of how. Idiotic it was in the end. <laughs> yeah, but the men from the start actually bring back the fashion trend. Mm. You mentioned something before about the op- the usual trope of opposition from family in the um, in the dramas. Doctor Lee, in the end, he once he finds out that it was a contract marriage, he gets extremely angry with Lee Young Jae for doing something like that. And he also becomes quite cold toward Han Ji Young. I think, like, he was probably one of the nicer examples of um, a patriarch um, meddling in the affairs of of his kids' relationship. Like, it's happened in a lot of dramas, but 
he was never a hateful parent meddling in the affairs. So I quite I, I enjoyed the different the nuances of that this 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 um, part of the story. He's a dad that um, just don't know how to communicate to his son. He's a dad that can't show his emotions. I mean, you can see moments that he really care about how his sons get up to, but because of his pride and ego, and it's, you know, unlike the mom or the grandmother, he just cannot pull down, you know, he cannot just compromise. He's always, you know, show a stern face to Leon J, and um, expect him to be a, a, you know, you know, obedient son. And perhaps that's how his son got the character of, you know, repressed emotions and unable to... Well, you can you can see that as well. Like, when Leon J talks about his sister who died of um, cancer when she was young, her, their, their father was uh, telling her, oh, don't cry. If you cry, you will never get better. So the father, Dr. Lee, is kind of a, a stoic sort of person. He probably um, was stern with his children and tried to get them to be stoic as well. So uh, I tend to agree with what you're saying. And, you know, what what sort of people can actually break that stoic, out, you know, frontier? What do you think? What type of people can literally break Dr. Lee's um, stoic? Well, because Han, I think Han Ji-yun kind of appealed that's what, to him. Yeah, that's what I was, that, you know, that's my that's my thought too. She was like a breath of fresh air for the, the Ilsan mm-hmm. family there. Well, why so? Why do you think she can, but not? Because she's candy. <laughs> but candy is not a solution to everything. You can't just be, you know, it's... Perhaps it's a girl, maybe she reminded him of the... Yeah, that's right. Instead of being a candy. Candy is not a solution to everything. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, she... he really mentioned that... Oh, no, no, the mother, the mother. of Lee Young Jae really mentioned that Han Ji Yoon reminds uh, of their past... Their lost order. Lost order, yeah. Yeah. One thing that occurred to me, like, when I... Uh, as I said, I this, this is kind of a revisionist history version of, of the story in terms of how I've looked at it this time around watching. I I kind of got the impression that, I, well, I started to feel more sympathy for Lee Young Jae this time around than I ever have before. I kind of felt like I understood where he was coming from. And it started like early on in like one of the first, either the first or the second episode, where he tries to reach out to Han Ji-yoon when they're back in Korea. And she gets really snappy with him. And I just thought, you know, maybe that's what started it. Like, if she'd just been nice to him or, like, when he was offering to, you know, give her money or something like that, she throws it back in his face. And maybe that kind of set the tone for their interactions later on. Like, they, each of them were too proud to um, admit or their how they really felt or um, to behave normally with each other. They were just too uh, arrogant. But how can one express their feeling when the others keep on never express it or kind of denies it? It's like, you know, at one stage when you actually can see that Han Ji Yoon obviously, you know, developed some affection for Lee Yong Jae. 
Lee Yong Jae kind of he never rejects, but he never accepts, and he's kind of, in a way, kind of leading her on. Sometimes with his gentle actions, and sometimes with just gentle words. But in other occasion, he would just turn around and be very cold Cross. and ruthless in a way. So if you say, you know, if Han Ji Yong is a proud person, I mean, you know, under normal circumstances, how would one supposed to? Express their love if the other person is behaving in such in sort of erratic behavior. Well, speaking of stringing along, like even I think Min Hyuk was kind of stringing Hae Won along for a while, and in in turn, Hae Won I don't know was if she was consciously doing it, but she might have been stringing Leon Jae along a bit. Although I don't think so in her case until later on, because she was more just wrapped up in Min Hyuk. But I think Min Hyuk didn't. Try to um, tell Haywon straight that she he wasn't interested. So that kind of um, that I think there was an element of cruelty to his actions there. At least what I could see. Or maybe he just don't wanna. He won't get hurt. That's why. Yeah, possibly. But um, in the end, um, he frankly told her that he sees her as. A sister. Yeah, that's true. The other thing that occurred to me is that we were listening to this podcast about the Ben Franklin effect, which is basically, um, it, it was done by, uh, it was a cracked podcast. Yeah, I recommend uh, anyone to check it out. It's quite, quite an interesting listen. But one of the points they, they make there is they talk about arranged marriages and how um, if you pretend to be something or you, you are in a situation where you have to make the best of a bad situation or make the best of a situation, um, you can uh, you, you end up buying your own con, as it were. And I, I think I was wondering whether them, Liam J and Hanji are needing to fake to the world that they're a married couple and that they're in love and pretend for the media and pretend for everybody else, all their friends who initially don't know that it's a contract marriage, whether that is what lays the groundwork for the actual bond that develops between them. And then their their love story sort of becomes a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. What do you guys think? Do you think it's a happy marriage? I have my doubts as to whether the happiness will last, but... I agree with that. Because the, the, basically they're, they get together in the end for real. And we're meant to believe that everything's going to be hunky-dory um, they're going to be happy. They're characters that learned learned how to deal with each other. But Liam J is still going to be an entitled brat. That's just that deeply ingrained thing in his character. That's part of who he is. Yeah, and Han Jiyun's always going to be a slob. And I don't know how they eventually reconcile that. Somehow or other, somebody's going to have to change their part of their essential character, and that just doesn't work. That doesn't happen in real life. There, there can be some changes, but not dramatic changes. Like yeah, so we do wonder about the the realistic prospect of their happily ever after. Yeah. Now I was also thinking about um, they're in a contract marriage, and I don't know why do you guys think that everybody has such a huge problem with that? Marriage is a contract. Yeah, not just that, but. 
they essentially, all they had really was like a prenuptial agreement. The terms were ex respect each other's privacy. Don't demand. Don't close. No, 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 the first one. Oh, the first one. Oh, okay. Don't demand physical intimacy. Um, the period of marriage there was is... no physical intimacy. That's another. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was in the contract. Don't demand and no physical intimacy are two mm. different things. Okay. Then there was no physical intimacy. Well, until the end. With a little kiss. Yeah, but we don't. I don't know if we're expected to believe that they slept together in the tent. I don't um, think so. I see. But they, possibly. They, they did. Yes. Yes. They wake up. You know the necklace. The necklace. Yeah. The, this. There's the necklaces wound around her hand, but they're also their clothes are completely fine. It Although they were sleeping outside a, and there's mosquitoes, so it's a G-rated drama. <laughs> Look, I know now nowadays the society is exposed to very realistic adaptation of a relationship that's you know, so this is kind of mild. Mm. Yeah, so well there was physical intimacy then at the end. Um, plus, they, they looked after each other, like, when they were sick and all this stuff. So, that they were interacting, they were caring for each other. And I think that that probably is enough to found a relationship um, without the need for sexual intimacy. But um, getting back to the terms of the contract, it was the marriage wasn't to exceed six months, which I suppose... Um, is a weird term for a prenuptial agreement, but it's it has happened. Technically, you can have a prenuptial agreement where you arrange a marriage for a particular length of time. Um, and if it's disclosed to anybody, it becomes null and void. That's, that's just a binding financial agreement. That's a prenuptial agreement. And I don't know why everybody got so head up about it. Who's everybody? Well, the media, society, Liam Jay's family, Liam Jay's friends, Han Jiyun's friends, Liam Jay's management. Perhaps they want to sincerely see that the marriage is genuine. It's not about because mm. they um yeah they put they put people in even family. But if, you know, it, like if you want to be but so what? I mean, I understand. I mean, I think deep down everyone wish them well, but when they actually found out it's more of a, a contractual arrangement. It seems like, well, the most important thing in a marriage to them is love. And then that ingredient is missing. But see, marriages of convenience, that's, that's been around for a really long time. Like, love marriages are kind of a, a more modern phenomenon in human history. And so, that, but these guys get a huge backlash when people find out that they didn't marry for love. And there's, I think a large part of it is just... Blaming people, blaming Han Jiyun because um, she, they think she's a gold digger, a kotbem, as uh, she says in the series. Mm -hmm. Well, it does. It does depict that sort of image. Yeah, like I that mean, she married so that she'd get her debts paid or something like that. So yeah. And, and I think that's why um, he has to throw a press conference to make it seem like he's in love with somebody else, so he's getting a divorce, mm -hmm. so that people won't blame Han Jiyun. But at the same time, like he is tainting his reputation. He, yeah, he basically gives up his, throws his career away because it seems like he's, um, he is not a committed type. Yeah, and, but uh, he also um, one thing which I think was so stupid of him, he didn't actually tell her 
that he was going to do that. He just suddenly decided, oh, well, Minhyuk can make her happy, and he can protect her, and I can't, so I'm just going to call a press conference without telling her and announce to the world that I'm getting a divorce. No, maybe because he thinks that Han ji really fall in love with Minhyuk. Yeah, I actually think that's That's why maybe um, to make her happy, that's why this is the only way that... Yeah, and then what's the point discussing with her when, you know, from her from his viewpoint, she's already fall in love with somebody else? I mean, from a male ego's perspective, would you actually keep on seeking clarification? Yeah, well, I'm surprised you guys are taking his side because I just thought it was a dick move on his part, like, that he doesn't even give her any agency in making the decision. No, like Arjun said to him before that conference, that being around with him is such a painful experience. It was very mm. painful. So after you, heard, if you hear someone say that to you, would you say, "Hey, um, let's you know, let's sit down calmly and talk about how should we actually deal with this media conference about divorcing from each other?" Yeah, um, Minhyuk as well. We talked about his. Uh, his character or lack thereof earlier. Uh, he, I don't know what to make of how he is. He seems like a very ruthless businessman at some time. At some points, like there's a, a part where he's having a, a telephone conversation where someone's trying to get him to invest in a movie, and he's very direct and almost rude with that person. But then he, uh, he's he seems to be good with his employees. Like he knows his employees like, the details of their lives pretty well. Like, we see a scene where he uh, is able to talk about, you know, this person on the street and he knows everything about them. It turns out to be one of his employees who he knows really well. So he seems like a kind of a down-to-earth person at times and he's very, um, you know, gentle and kind toward Han Ji-un. Um, at the same time, though, he can be quite direct. So I don't know... What did you think? What What was your impression of him? Is he actually a nice guy, or is he just is he pretending, or is he just nice only to Hanjian? I think he's a nice guy. He's a frank person too. Like when he likes someone, he will tell you that he likes you. When he doesn't like you, he will tell you too. So yeah. I actually I agree. I mean, I think they actually can develop the character a bit further. I think in es in essence, I think he's a very nice guy. He but he has a lot of baggages. He has a lot of concern. He thinks a lot in his because of his position in the society. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very guarded person who won't let anyone easily, you know, let anyone approach him or you know enter his world without his consent. But I think because he putting up, you know, putting up so much guard, it's because he have a very tender soft heart. And then I think Han Ji Yong brought that side out. And then he was awkward. I think that one thing about you think he's a cardboard, cardboard box um, character is because I think he just doesn't know how to express himself. Like to him, he's, you know, when he meet Han Ji Yong, he think, oh. The, all the emotion he's feeling, it's not like a business decision where he can just look at the risks and return. He's actually investing his genuine emotion in her. And he tried to be ruthless. I mean, if he's really ruthless, he would do in every way to 
take her away from Liam J. Yes. Well, he kind of does. Like he says, he tells Liam J, I'm going to take her away from you. But he's all, uh, to us, I think he's always giving him the chance to say, if you really, really don't appreciate what you have, I really want to take it. If someone really is ruthless, they will not give the full warning, say, oh, by the way, I really like this thing. If you don't like it, I'll take it. Yeah, because every time me, uh, Min-Yuk is with the Han Ji-yoon, he has seen how painful like, Han Ji-yoon with, with Lee Young-jae. Like, he, she always gets hurt with Lee Young-jae. Mm. That's why he said to, uh, Min-yuk said to Lee Young-jae that I'm going to take Han Ji-yoon from you to protect her from getting hurt. Mm. Yeah, and if he, re- he really is ruthless and is not a caring person, you know, as he said, he said, for some reason, I always find time to come out to have, like, Even meal. though I'm really busy. Even <laughs> though I'm really busy, like, yeah. you know, out of very busy schedule, like, he got a lot of sleep, but when, you know, when she saw, when he saw her coming, he was just like, all right, I'll take you somewhere nice to eat, or, yeah. and he really tried to find out what she liked, but as opposed to Lee Yong Jae, who just said, Oh well, you know, you're here. You like roses? Fine. Oh, oh, the only reason he sent her like 50 bucket of roses is after Min York sent, you know, brought a bouquet of flowers and oh, here you go, you know, because you like roses. And then he just said, well, I'm going to upstage you, so I'm going to send you a room full of roses, so... But wasn't it also that he was obliged on every fourth Wednesday of the month or something yeah. on the second Yeah, birthday? later, yeah, later on. But what I'm saying is like the point is like that Lee Yong Jae did not make the effort to find what Han Ji Yong really like or dislike. Mm. It's like, oh, she's there. Okay. Yeah, that's right. He tried to do just like a cookie cutter version of what he did with Hei Wan. Like, oh, ice cream works. Yes. Let's get ice cream. Um, <sighs> and so that, that's why Han Ji Yong gets kind of insecure that everything that they've done together, all their moments have been just... Xerox from what he knows mm. from his moments with Hei Wan. Mm. Like, um, did you teach Hei Wan how to ride a bike as well? And she was happy to learn that Min Hyuk taught her. And um, so that, that they had something genuine that was just theirs and not something that he'd adapted from things he'd done with Hei Wan. Mm. But there's always going to be insecurity in that relationship because Lee Yong Jae invests a lot of his time, feeling, to Haywon, exactly. Yeah, it's it's not something you can cut off just because someone lived with you for seven months. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Well, we were talking before we started recording that basically the length of the um, the series, the time frame that the series goes on, is probably about um, seven or eight months, maybe nine months tops, because it starts. What do we say? We it starts um, perhaps early spring, end of end of winter in Korea, so say late February is when um, when Han Ji-yoon and Lee Young-jae are supposed to have met on the plane, um, and it ends basically um, just after Hee-jin's baby is born, so, um, or, or maybe a few months, like maybe when the, month, the baby is three or four months old. So the series, the time frame doesn't really go that long. This relationship is built from nothing to, you know, they get a divorce. <laughs> basically, and then they get remarried, um, all in the space of less than a year, probably. In, 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 that's, that, that's what we're supposed to buy for the series, which I thought was interesting. Like, we, we're clearly, 
at least I have. I've over I've overthought this series, but um, I, I noticed that um, Han Junon gets a, a real glow when she's acknowledged by um, Haimonyi, the Leon Jay's grandma and mother, to be a part of the family. Like when they go to the museum together, and um, they Haimonyi introduces. Han Jiyun as her granddaughter-in-law, and she gets really happy about that. Why do you think that's the case? Maybe because she didn't have parents, and that time maybe she felt that, you know, she got new family. I actually agree. It's someone, she's she's the type of girl who's really want to be loved. Yeah. She lacked she misses, it's not she like, she misses those, you know, family love that she doesn't have while living by herself. And when you suddenly actually got, you know, a parents, grand, grandma, it's something she cherished more. Or I think she actually, you know, cherished that part of relationship more than her relationship with Beyond Jay. Yeah. She, I think she put up with all that is because, you know, and agreeing to enter into a second contractual Contract. That why that's that's why she hurts more when when you know they get about to get divorced and thinking about she gonna lose the grandma and the mother. Yeah, and not about losing the house or you know mm. losing the young Jay. It's mm. more about oh what the effects. Yeah, family. Yes, mm. so family to her is very important. So this series is really not about love story, but also about the family, about family and friendship. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And yeah, it becomes really important to her because she hasn't had a, doesn't have a family. So she tells Leon Jay that he should be um, make more up. conscious of of being good to his family and asking and, to make up with his father. Yeah, and 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 her being a part of that family is really important to her. I agree. I think that sort of takes precedence in her mind, even over her feelings for Leon Jay. Yeah, and then you know, Hey Young, you know, it's a close family friend of theirs. Hey Won. Hey Won, yes. And, you know, she probably already know the, you know, the lack, the disintegration between Lee Yong Jae and his father. But she didn't do much to bring them close because, like, she's actually quite influential, like, as a family friend. Mm-hmm. For someone, you know, and when she was sick, it was Dr. Lee who looked after her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if she has that sort of the same feeling as Han Ji Yoon, she would actually, it would be easy in her power mm. to bring um, Lee Yong Jae and his father closer together because mm. she is, at the start, she's quite influential towards Lee Yong Jae. Like, he would actually, and like he turned, like, what I like about this is like, he actually turned into a puppy, like, like, obedient puppy. When he's in front of Hei he Wong. Mm. And then when he was in front of you know, Han Jin Yoon, he become just like a... Monster. <laughs> a kind of a beast, you know, yeah. demanding. Yeah. And, you know, in, in front of Hei Wong, he's like, you know, he's putty. He's like, mm. he, you know, she's, whatever she said, she said, oh, okay, you know. Mm. And then he always looking at her in a very loving, tender way. And, mm. With but toward the end, or really at the end, yeah, um, Han Jiun sort of gets that power as well. Yeah, and towards the very end. So what I'm saying is like, um, Hei won't have the ability to mend the father and son relationship, mm. but she didn't. Beauty and the Beast. 
well, it's Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, and if there's something else I can come up with, I'll... <laughs> the thing with Liam J, though, because we talked about earlier he's, he's emotionally immature, like, not only can he not express emotions, but he gets self-conscious when he's um, exposing how he really feels or something inside, like... And then when he does that, when he gets self-conscious, he just doubles down on being aggressive. Mm. But at the same time, another part of his immaturity is, like, when he he wants Han Jun's attention, he does, he tries to get it by annoying her or um, insulting her or um, ordering her to do things. He's, he is such a child, like mm. you said before. He's very childish. Yeah, that's a, the children way of getting attention, by mm. throwing attention or doing something that's disobedient. And so the mother or the father will turn around and say, don't do that. And then even though he gets scolded, then he say, ah, oh, at least I got your attention. Mm. You know, it's sound like a, you know, he's a, someone who's also deprived of love at, you know, at the young stage too. There's a lot of, like old school things which you don't necessarily see that much anymore in this series. Like, um, it used to be like every time you wanted to um, turn off your phone, it wasn't good enough to just turn off your phone, you had to pull the battery out of the back because that demonstrates to the viewer that you're not able to be contacted. So they do that in this series. Uh, I don't know, I don't think they do that so much with smartphones anymore, but I just like that as a throwback. Well, why do you think um, Lee Yong Jae cannot actually decide who he liked during the series. Like, obviously, you know, throughout the series, he will, you know, if Han Ji-yong was out, he was actually, you know, pacing around in the big living room, looking at the phone, you know, go out to garden and wait for her. With, with, with Hei Won, it's giving up a long time uh, crush for him. So it takes him time to get over that. Is it really giving up? Is he really giving up? Yeah. Like, he, he... That's why it lingers for so long, because he has... That's, that's why he has such a hard time breaking free. Um, but with Han Ji-yun, um, he's sort of... It's like a Professor Higgins, Eliza Dougal situation. He's grown accustomed to her face, so he can't uh, easily get over or, or, or get past the fact that she's got a life outside of him. That's how it starts off. So to to him, she's a habit, and high, you know, Hei Wong is his deep love. Yeah, well, that's how it starts off. But I don't think he really likes Hei Wong. He's just been with her for so long. Yeah, I think his feeling is, his feeling towards to Hei Wong is, I think it's not like really love, like because maybe he lost his sister, Liu Jie, lost his sister. And then Heiwon was there. So, like, his feeling towards Heiwon is kind of sister love. Yeah. But he's not really sure if it is, like, real love, love. But, yeah, if, you, if you're sure of it, that's it, you know, his love, he will actually will profess it. Yeah. Well, like, that's what Han Jiun says. Like, he doesn't know how to love. That's his, one of his problems. Liam J. Or how to express it. Like if he's, he's kind of two timer sometimes. I yeah. yeah. He's kinda of, you know, it's convenient. He, when when Han Jiyun's is around and then he likes Heiwon. When Heiwon when he's with Heiwon, he like he miss Han Jiyun. Yes. <laughs> mm, yeah, true. 
Um, he says you have the convenience of the attention of three girls. You got girls. our reserve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Han Ji-yong would be on losing our party because, you know, he at one stage in the drama, he would tell her about how much, you know, he likes her. And later on, he said, well, I'm going to hate Wong now. Yeah. Well, I, I don't understand that it's, part. After, after you say all that, if you don't like her, why you... It's too... Me, that's leading someone on. But the thing is, Haywon doesn't have anybody, so he feels responsible for her as well. Because he was, like, even when she was a kid, like, he was always the only one to take care of her because her parents were away, and her parents are still away. And so she, Haywon relies on him, she needs him, she doesn't have anyone else. So he feels a sense, sort of sense of responsibility for her, I think, in that sense. Yeah, but if it's, like, just out of brotherly love, then I can understand. But his affection for Heiwon it's more than brotherly. He mm. wants something more. Yeah, and poor Heiwon, what do you think about her? What do you think? Like, because he got dumped by Minjo. She did. Oh, she did, yeah. And because Minjo uh, dumped her, and now she's going to. Liung Jae as like a, what do you call it? Backup? Mm. Yeah. Well, I think she initially did do that just as like a reflex, but then she kind of came to understand how long Liung Jae had been looking after her and then started to develop genuine feelings for him. I don't, like, at, this, at the very first few episodes, I, you know, Hei Wong is a, a character you kind of repel. But towards, you know, to as you continue watching on, it's her character is a more a realistic de- depiction of a na- you know, natural human character. I mean, she got some sort of integrity as well. I mean, if you think about Hei Wong, Min Yok, and Lee Jong, Lee Yong Jae, it's they're like a fa- um, family friends. So from the series, what we can depict is like, you know, those are her two best friends. So, and then she developed feeling for Min Yok, and Min Yok kind of, you know, told her in a roundabout manner and in a long-winded way, saying that, you know, I treat you like a sister. Then she essentially cut off the tie, in a way, um, with Min Yok, because it's causing her too much pain. But she can't cut ties with Min Yok Jae, because if she cut another one, then she really have no one in her life. Mm, yeah. And so she's... But she never actually, like, do you think, like, she actually tried to say if there's anything worthwhile savaging between her and Lee Yong Jae by offering, like, concert tickets, calling him all the time. Yeah, that's why I hate her. Yeah, hiding the, the wedding she's ring. She's kind of bitch. Really, really bitch. Well, thinking about that, they already married. Uh, Han Jae Yoon and yeah. Lee Yong Jae, and she tries to seduce her kind of that she she's always calling him and inviting him for to watch a concert or something like that. But I and agree. But do you think the fault is more on Leon Jay as well as much as hers? Because one is you she can keep on calling him, but he's not really saying no, don't call mm-hmm. me. He's mm-hmm. like she's all you know, she's obviously very upset over what what you call a a heartbreak. She needs some a friend to comfort, but she can keep on calling him. But then, if the other guy, you know, Lee Yong Jae is not really resisting the closeness, you know, she he will just keep on going. No, but 
I, I see what you're saying. But see, in her mind, Lee Young-jae is married for real. Yes. So she knows that he's married and she thinks it's a genuine marriage. But she's still doing that. Mm. In Lee Young-jae's mind, his marriage is just a fake. So he doesn't need to have any of that commitment. Oh, okay. Do you so get what I mean? The intention's different. So hers is more like selfish. Like, no, it's more like I know you're married, but I still want to, yeah. you know, get. But he thinks he's good to go. <laughs> and he. But the see the funny thing is after she all. She even the... um, talked to Handy and that she's going to take Yunji from her. She did early on. They had like a bet going of who could um, win Lee Young Jae. Remember? And she even kept the wedding ring. Yeah. Yeah, Haewon keeps uh, Lee Young Jae's wedding ring wedding at a point. Ring. Yeah, because, and then Lee Young Jae doesn't care. Oh, okay, somewhere. And that just like, it's just like a very frustrating because, I mean, I understand from your perspective, he say, I'm good to go. You know, it's just, it's any, yeah. it's just a sham marriage anyway, so you, you were the one. But he never actually told her. That, that's the thing. Like, even though he, in his mind, that is a sham marriage, but it still have a tie to him. Like, it just actually kind of demonstrate marriage, the, you know, the importance of marriage, the significance of marriage in the Korean society. Like, mm-hmm. he could just tell her, if, at what, in the beginning, he won't just keep on pushing him away, say, you know, I want to go somewhere, when, when he tried to propose her. Mm-hmm. And then now, like, when he won't was hard, you know, her heart was, you know, she need comfort. There's a lot of opportunity for Lee Yong Jae to profess his love because if as you, you know, from your viewpoint, if that marriage is a sham and he's really good to go, it's a perfect opportunity because the girl of his dream actually really focus on him. Mm. So he could actually just say, oh, look, I really like you, let's, you know, do this. But he didn't because the power of marriage, even though it's a sham marriage, still have a big effect on in the in, in, in his mind mm. and then it's until later when you know you know he talked to his manager the manager said well you know you had to stop seeing her mm. I'm you know terminating all contracts with um, everyone's boutique yeah so you don't so you don't actually get into another scandal but if he really really resisted that he could have done that at the beginning but he didn't mm. Look, can we talk about um, Min Hyuk when he finds out about the contract marriage, he's initially kind of cold to Han ji He says, oh, you know, I need to figure out how I really, what I think about you. And he gets some people to investigate the situation. But later on, he just seems okay. He decides, okay, well, I think I'm going to go after Han ji now. Don't you think that if he was a real person, he'd have kind of reservations, knowing that his best friend, Lee Young-jae, was in a contract marriage with somebody who ostensibly married him for money and now he wants to marry that person? Doesn't that seem a little odd? Mm. Wouldn't, wouldn't he, if, 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 he, if, if you were him, wouldn't you be worried that um, she'd also try and marry you for your money? Or is he just trusting his intuition that she seems like a decent person? I think he done enough research on yeah, <laughs> I think so too. Like it's, I don't think he's a. I think um, yeah, I think I remember he got a phone call some with uh someone, but investigator. Yeah, it it didn't really show the details what information he got. 
So I think he got the enough information for him to like Hanbi in. This series. Oh, oh yeah. sorry. Maybe I add the point. Perhaps you know, and also I think he done his research. I don't think he's a a silly guy who go by impulses. I think he done his research first, and also you know, if if I were him, I'll definitely be weary of you know this type of girl. But then he also have many meet up with her, mm-hmm. and you know Han Jin Young you know show that you know I'm not here for your money. You know he her wishes to eat the cheap Italian pasta, say mm-hmm. is the best one, and then you know it's like the actual behavior. Mm-hmm. Despite what everyone said, the actual behavior of Han Jin, Han Jin, it's actually say. I like street market. You know, something cheap and yummy is good. You don't need to, you know, take yeah. me to. If someone's really after for his money, you will say, "Oh, I want you to buy this and that and That's that." Right. So it's like he actually look at the, you know, report analysis, and then he actually compare with the real action, and think, "Hey, this, you know, it's it's kind of different. It's maybe she may not be the person I know in my normal dealing with. Yeah. Like, you know, she... But he doesn't really know her that well. Like, all the time they spend together, they talk about superficial stuff. Like, I, I was thinking, like, if... Such as? Well, to give you an example, he's, she's always telling her stupid jokes to him. Yeah, yes. Now, in 10 years' time, if they got married, I don't think he'd still be laughing at her stupid jokes. But do you know what? I think Min Yok is a very... A sad guy. He, I don't think lonely. he lonely and sad. I don't think he have he knows what's it feel like to be happy or smile or have anyone who actually care whether he's happy or not. I don't think there's anyone. I think Hey Wong is the closest, but her way of making him happy it's not really it's not really hit the core you know i think it's more submissive you know oh what you like i'll i'll get it for you and whereas um hanji young's you know say i'll be silly and i'll make you laugh and all their dates are like kind of like junior high school kids you know they're just joking about superficial but maybe that's the key thing like he just wants somebody simple who um he can laugh with because he has a very serious job mm. very he's a high class businessman maybe he just wants somebody who doesn't talk about business maybe and there's nothing wrong with high school ish dating I, it's it's the really the detail that depicts the whole character like you know you, you know as he say in the series like you know he have no problem getting any women so most of the women he probably go on date with is like all you know all high end going to fancy places or whatever they do so it's so you know he kind of tired of the same you know different faces but really the same same essence but Han Ji Young's is more like I you know I'm still like the girly girl I know I don't you know I'm happy with just the you know a meal here, walk about, and you can just talk to me. They didn't even hold hands. Yeah. Yeah, true. But he, he gets really, like, stony-faced whenever... That, yeah, he is. And angry-looking um, when he doesn't seem to be succeeding with her. 
And then even Han Ji Yong commented, said, "Oh, I don't want to talk to you because you were really cold the other day when he yeah was, he was really like when he become cold, he's literally frozen." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's it, you can tell the the air is like sharp, and then he said he just said just put it there. Yeah, and then send her away. It's almost like dismissive. And and I wonder how much of that would would sorry. Yeah, maybe because that's why he found out that the marriage is only a yeah. That that's when it was. And that's why yeah. he got uh, disappointed. Yeah, I, I I'm not I'm not saying like he's not disappointed, but I'm saying his character can literally change from someone who's very gentle and kind to suddenly become a frozen. Stop, you know, just say very, very cold, and no one can really react to that. And and, and I wonder, like, if if Han Jiyun and Lee Min, and um, Min Hyuk had gotten together, Yu Min Hyuk, how long would that relationship have lasted? Like, would he have gotten sick of her and tired and gone back to being cold? That's what I'm thinking. I think being cold is part of his nature. Mm. It's like you know, I don't think he know. I mean, it's a very Unusual when he, you know she showed the gentle side of her, you know, being kind. It's almost talking to a little girl. You tell me what you, you know, why you upset. You know, I'll help you get the house back. Mm. It's like for him, he's solving a problem. Yeah. Like to him, it's like, oh, this is a problem I can solve. I can help you solving it, and I don't mind you stay with me because you know you kind of give me the comfort I want. Mm. But like as you said, in re in reality, if they really get together. He will probably revert back to him his, uh, uh, as far as as long as he wants. I think he'll get tired of her. That's 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 my hypothetical alternate history of that series. Why why do you think that? I just oh, maybe think... because Min Yuk sees you know only sees Han Ji Yuk um Han Ji Yuk like uh the her good side. He hasn't seen her you know her mood, her bad side the same but. With Lee Young Jae, he sees everything with Han Ji Yoon, you know, like. So you you're saying that his view of Han Ji Yoon, Min Yuk's view of Han Ji Yoon, is kind of the idealized version mm. or her best side. She always gets dresses up prettily um, to go and see him. Yeah, um, acts professionally and he hasn't seen everything about Han Ji Yoon. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point, actually. They don't really know each other that well. Yeah. Even though, like, he proposes to her at the end, like when yeah, she's pretty, she's, she's funny, but maybe he thought that it a lot of things can be changed once they are together. Like, I think he look at the core, the big core stuff, like whether you're a nice person or not. I mean, they will be as you say, you know, they haven't lived together, but but maybe he doesn't believe in the fact of relationship. And um, I think Min Hyuk. Is probably the sort of person who actually could hire a housemaid, like a real housemaid, yeah. so, so she wouldn't have to worry what, about being yeah. a slob. That's why I think you know, if, if they, it doesn't matter, you can be a slob. I can just hire, you know. But as long as your core is the same, you know, you're nice and kind. Yeah. And then you know, um, and then as long as his feeling towards her is unchanged, it will work. Yeah. I think it will work because you can see the big transformation in Min Yok when he surrounds her. Like he could be abrupt. Abrupt, yeah. Yeah, can be cold. But what do you think? Is do you think he's a better match for Han Ji Young than Lee Young Jae? Because Lee Young Jae is just so childish. I think, like in the real world, like if this was a real world drama, yeah, 
Let's see the real Min Hyuk would be better. The ideal person. Yes. Yeah. He's he would be better and because Liam J people don't change, really. No. Fundamentally. And so I think Liam J at some point is gonna to revert to being a demanding, shouty idiot. It's not it's definitely he will be that. Yeah, it's, and he's a celebrity, like so he's he'd be He expected. It's an entitlement. He yeah. has a sense of entitlement too. So that's that's my fear for the future of this fictional world. But like what I like about this drama is you know, even with Bra Girl, you know, being herself, in the series all the female characters are ladylike and the, the men are gentlemen, you know, when you get down to it, get past the facade. And ultimately the people in there they're, they're noble and they're chaste. There's no um, there's no dirt in this series. It's it's all very pure. Yeah. And it's innocent, even though there's some cheeky moments, but it's kind of like the ideal romance or, or interaction between people. It's like the series is kind of scrubbed clean mm. and everything is presented to best advantage. Even like the house is beautiful. Mm. The car, I love that car, by the way. Um, Brain's car, he's got this Mercedes SLK 200. His license plate, by the way, is 8712. Um, I love that car. Um, the music is, is, is beautiful. The costumes, the characters, everything is free of grit. Or, or depressing reality. There's no cynicism there. It's just escapism. And I think it kind of, it's an aspirational series. Like, it's what, it, it, it sort of tries to present values in its simplicity. Like, there's no grit there. There's no, no. I don't know, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, there's no dark moment. There's, it's not like the House of Cards. Yeah. It's not like the Game of Thrones where no, you nobody's know nobody's sleeping around or anything like you that. You know, it's not it's not breaking away the the society's moral fiber. It's all innocent. It's kind of sweet. Yeah, it's it's the epitome of what a like a, a pure love story should be. It's like a fairy tale. And that's what I like about it. It's just it's innocent and it's clean and it's it's just like Disney's. Yeah, it's almost a Disney thing. But at the same time like it's it's not completely unrealistic. Mm. You can still understand there's still a sort of emotional integrity to it, which I like. I do I do like the you know, it's it's a bit far fetched from the real society. But then again, maybe because, you know, the society, you know, we face or you face, you know, is full of, you know, lust, greed. Mm. Then therefore, you know, you might feel it. You might repel from this, you know, this drama because you know what you see in the real world is too much different to what the drama depicts. But if you're, you know, if you maintain a, you know, a pure, a pureish heart, yeah, you might actually found in us, you know, you might find a soft spot within you to like it. And I think that the, the one of the messages of the story is that love is kind of what you make it. It's it's not fate. Or destiny, or, or history that you have. It's kind of the effort that you put in. And it had to be an uh, effort between two people mm. to to make it work. It's it's not it's not a one way street. If one side is not really contributing or really showing any affection, then no matter how hard you want to work it, it will never work. Yeah. I want jellyfish salad. <laughs> <laughs> 
and the 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 the, the mixed rice, which you know, uh, Leon J say it's bibimbap. Yeah, which Leon say it's fit for a dog, which and he enjoys it so much too. It's <laughs> not yummy not yummy, the bimbap and yeah. spaghetti. Yes, and the grandma's um, potato Japje. potato noodles. Yeah. The grandma drank those. She didn't even know how to yes. make yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, she because she was she was a rich daughter from a rich family. <laughs> I mean, so, so she never actually had to make those. So. But the grandma's, I love that she's like the grandma's really manipulative cool, <laughs> Naughty. <laughs> yeah. With those grandma, you have to let her bully a bit and then show your character, your, your strengths, and then she will come and respect you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can't defy her, like, you know, full front, but you have to show her. You your have energy. to appeal to her, her softer side. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and you have to, like, hit her head against the gate or something a couple of times when you're carrying her on your back. Yeah. <laughs> From the time that they have the press conference where he gets divorced and Leon Jay goes up to the temple on the mountainside. I like the ending. What it's, do you like about it? It's happy ending. Yeah. I watched they it They get back together and Leon Jay got matured and he learned from his mistakes that he lost Han Ji-yoon so he don't want to lose her again. So he made so much effort to get her back. And yeah, I like the ending because you know he actually really saved for the first time, you know actually you know express his real emotion for the first time without rehearsing. It's yeah. not like an acting. I remember when he trying to um, propose to hey, well, he yeah. actually practiced in the kitchen and then say this is the way to say it. No, it does not sound good. With Han yeah, he, he tried to do that again when um in, they were in Magic Land, Land when he was. Waiting for her with the roses. Yeah. And then she he got really annoyed because she was late and he was just like, just take it. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the the ice cream lady is like, Can you just give us one moment and then Oh, we have to clean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you know and then I think you know I Leon felt so Jay, bad for him then, he couldn't catch a break. Anyway. No, and Eon Jay kind of kind of is like one screw loose. He did she didn't pick it up. She didn't realise. And she's like, Oh, what do you want me here for? I'm busy, I told you I'm busy. So yeah. it's like this guy's trying to tell you something, but you are so clueless to a point that you say, I almost give up. But then at the tent, yeah. you know, when he got her full attention, you know, and he actually say it, whatever that's come naturally. There's no rehearsing and say, and it's actually what he genuinely feel. Yeah. What I thought, like this weird thing occurred to me about like the thing in the tent when they're talking. Um, I was wondering, like everything happens in the house and like, the house, by the way, is called Full House because it was named by her parents and it's supposed to be like a house full of love. And there's a touching bit where Leon J says that the reason he bought it, the house is because he liked the name, because he wanted to live there with the person that he loved. And, but they, they didn't really learn to reconcile their 
personalities they until never, they went outside. They never reconcile their personality. One would just be abusive, and one would just take it, and then and vice versa. In the yeah, end, actually. Yeah, but like they had to get onto neutral ground before they could make that breakthrough. Like they had to get out of the house, go out in a tent before they could really relate to each other, and then they they were kind of they became deserving of the house. I don't know, that's, that's some, a weird thing that sort no, of occurred that's a, that's to me. No, that's a good symbolism. Because they always fight. They always want to maintain appearance. Yeah. Like, you know, cleaning is in a way is, you know, wanting to make it clean. It's like maintaining appearance to, you know, to themselves or something. So they never fully express. Even when they're angry, they don't really... Well, actually, they did. They actually would say how much they, ang- they, 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 you know, how angry they are with each other, but they never say oh, there's some tender moment. Yeah, and, and then the, the final, like the final shot, is basically them sitting out on the pier at the back of the house and full house in the background, as if, like it. What the thing that occurred to me was like, Gion's parents are looking down on her, mm-hmm. like with the house in the background looking down. Um, symbolically and saying, well, finally you guys made it. And she, you know, and it, it's also she's a real, she really protect the legacy of the house. Yeah. And then she achieved whatever, you know, his, her parents want her to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, leave it at that as a good ending. Yeah. No, I thought the ending was... was... The ending is kind of... Um, I w- I really wanted the ending like with parents as well included yeah. because in the end they the parents didn't show there and also the 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 grandma and how they reunited re- reunited after the breakup. Yeah, well, she Han Jiyun kind of did finally do what Haewon never did, which was um, get Young Jae and Doctor Lee to make up. And Doctor Lee sort of straight out asked him, "Do you love Han Jiyun?" And he said, "Yes." Are you going to marry her? Yes. So I think Doctor, I think the family relationship would have worked out well because they all love Jiyun. And as long as it's not a bad beginning, like they always talk about we had a wrong beginning, so we have to make it right. As long as they make it right, I think they'd be a good family now. They'd get on well. Yeah. But, but I, I agree. I, I wish they had, they had shown that. Yeah, but um, Jiyun did just mentioned to Minyuk when they were having barbecue that why don't you visit my my father said that you visit them sometime so meaning that really they're getting close they're getting closer again yeah and then in the final end you know I noticed you know um um Hei Wong and Minyuk actually leave together and then he actually yeah helps a little yeah and then he normally doesn't do that it's an action he do it with um and when yeah, he actually yeah. because Minyuk, re- yeah, Minyuk realized how happy and how hard for Heiwon to wait for him for a long time, uh, and yes. then he felt the same way when he was waiting for Han Jiyun. So maybe that that um, experience he realized that you know he says something to Heiwon. I never realized how hard it is to win somebody's heart mm-hmm. or something like that, mm-hmm. and. What I liked about it, like, if this were a typical drama, like, they would make it explicit that these two ended up together or something. But they don't. It's just basically they're starting their own story, which I thought was good. It was, yeah, yeah. It was nice, a nice way to end it, where it didn't wrap everything up in a bow. 
but it, it showed that there was potential there. Yeah, definitely they should also give the, the viewer the yeah, expectation are, of there might be some item. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what I like with Heiwon in the last episode that he did something for for Liam J. Who? Heiwon. Ah, he yeah. did something good. She. Uh, she did something good in the end that she told to Han Jae Yoon that uh, Lee Young Jae is really like Han Jae Yoon, so I think that's that's good for her. No. Yeah, she she kind of openly, you know, say, you know, I it's admitting her defeat and then say, you know, I respect your chance. I respect your happiness. So you know, and that's her cue or say I will not meddle in this relationship, but only as a friend. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's a good, you know, it's a good pairing up, you know, because now as, you know, Joe said, you know, Mingyuk understood the painfulness of waiting for someone, and then he actually turned around and really look at Hei Wong, like, as a potential partner mm. for the first time, rather than a sister. Yeah. And then Hei Wong, her attitude is a bit more carefree, it's not like... She's I, not desperately throwing yeah, herself at Yeah, it's not like say I really, really want your thing. She said, "Well, I know I'm pretty good too. I have many suitors, so mm. you know, put up your game and if you want, mm, <laughs> you know." And just as a side, this is probably the worst place to end the discussion of the endings. But um, it, it even worked out for uh, Dong Wook and Hee Jin. They end up getting Leon Jae to um, buy them a. A, a DVD shop, which yeah. is probably going to be out of business in the next three years because of piracy, but yeah, and, you know. and also um, Leon J's career back. Yes. Yeah, because after the divorce, he really lost everything. Yeah. And then because of Han Ji Yoon's story. Yeah. Like really boomed in the media, so he got and, back his career. He he became famous again. He got awards. For that movie. And, and Han Ji Young's movie is basically their story. Yeah. It's yeah. about like people living together and one of them has to do all the housekeeping. Yeah. Except it, I think it's her it's, it's her fantasy version yeah. of their relationship because um Lee Young Jae's character has to do the housekeeping. Yeah. But I think it's a good ending because you see they're both growing together. It's mm -hmm. not one relying on the other. Mm -hmm. I think that's the really main thing because one is in a, such a low status level when you know and the other is like a you know high paying movie star you know that balance that relationship is never balanced yeah so now she is um, a you know a well, script writer yeah and then so she can actually and it's know, her um, house again yeah so it's more on a standing ground so there is no submissiveness there's you no know, subordinate servants or something it's yeah. become a equal partnership a partnership yeah yeah and as well as Dong Wook and Yi Jin they got business so yeah, hopefully they will not <laughs> they will not chase again Hanjiyun and Liungje or ask for money. Oh yeah, well they they definitely when, when their when their DVD shop goes into liquidation, they'll be back. Yeah. Now, okay, the final couple of things like I, I think it goes without saying the house that was built, um, it was actually built on on Shido Island, uh, off the coast of Incheon. Um, the house is no longer there. It was demolished in early 2013, which was really sad. Fortunately, um, and I'll probably, probably put a description, a, a link in the description, um, we were able to, Joe and I were able to visit before it was knocked down. And we, we did like a video tour 
So we'll, we'll put that link up there, the YouTube link. But it's a, such a beautiful house. Even though it was basically built as a set, and um, if you if you look, Hanjion's room basically has no ceiling. It's basically opens up into the main house. But it's a beautiful, beautiful house, beautiful location for it. Um, I've already said uh, Rain, the car that Rain drives or Liam J drives is gorgeous. Um, but I think we need to talk about the music because I like the, music. the music is amazing, isn't it? The soundtrack is is compulsively listenable to, well, listenable. <laughs> um, it's, it's such a good soundtrack. One of the best K-drama soundtracks, I think, ever. It's perfect. The, um, the, the, it really grows on you as you watch the series. Any comments? I agree. And you should play that at the end of the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sample some music from there. All right, so is this something that you'd recommend people watch? If they haven't already, yeah. if you like it's Disney a, and Pure at Heart, it's a romantic comedy drama, Korean. It will frustrate you at the beginning, but you'll grow to like it. I think it'll frustrate you until episode sixteen, about fifteen minutes before the end. And also, um, you will learn something about friendship. You know how how um, how you sacrifice for for your friends. Don't sell your friend's house. <laughs> All right, any final comment? Until next time. <laughs> really final. <laughs> You're very hungry, I know. <laughs> All right, well, we'll leave it at that. That's our discussion of Full House. Um, we'll put a spoiler tag at the start, but, yeah, if you haven't seen it, um, we have tried to avoid some of the um, plot points. We've just talked about general things in this episode. So do check it out. It's a really good series. Great uh, as an example of what a Korean drama can be, the potential for it. Really good. Uh, it got some of its cast in their prime. Perfect soundtrack. Beautiful locations. Really well written, well acted. Full House is definitely an A-plus drama. So until next time, I guess we'll see you all later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.